Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and as usual, I appreciate you spending some of your evening with me tonight and our guest, who just happens to be my daughter, Jennifer Rapke. I appreciate you, Jennifer, coming and of course. sharing your story. It's been kind of fun because you're the first of my children that I've interviewed. I interviewed Carla, you know, a few, or your mom, a few months ago, and yes. knowing everybody's story, I think, intimately, it's uh, kind of interesting to share with you. But anyway, from your perspective as a young person, you were born and raised in the church, is that true? <laughs> yes, that is very true. <laughs> born in the covenant, as they say. Yes. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about life in the Erskine household. In the Erskine household, <laughs> it was all about the church. It was yeah. very strict, of course, and yeah. you were always either in the bishopric or the yeah. bishop, and I mean, it was all about the church. It was it our was, life, wasn't it? Was it was completely our, our, music, our entire our, life. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was family home everything. Evening, so. It was family home evening every Monday. In fact, mm -hmm. I remember if anyone called on Monday night, it was welcome to welcome, family. It, yep, we <laughs> had to, to answer home welcome home. to family home evening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's just how we we yeah. did it. It was scripture reading, and yeah. you know, it, Sunday was family time, and yeah, no playing play with this. friends, and yeah. no playing outside. And was that hard to? Um, I mean, be honest. You can share now. I be don't. honest. Yeah. <laughs> now I won't get in trouble if I tell you the truth. No, you won't get in trouble now. <laughs> you know, some days it was, but no, but we just it. got used to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We went to church. Yeah, we just we got used to it. We church. went to church. Yeah. And it's funny because we we had our same spot in church, and oh, of yeah. course you were in the bishopric or the bishop, so you always went early. Yeah. And so we would, get to you know, get, get ready and. and yeah. Yeah and get there and, and the Erskines always had their same oh. spot <laughs> in sacrament meeting that would yeah. sit in and yeah. you know we always had to get there a little bit early and you know you'd always watch us from the the stand <laughs> and so we of course always had to be on our the best behavior <laughs> oh we got the evil eye a few times yeah. primary and yep. sunday school you yep, were in primary and young women's and sunday school and young women's and yeah. you know and we were to do the camp out oh yeah yeah and i was always in um you know the leadership in beehive and beehive president my maid and laurel and yeah. always did camp and i remember mom i think was um, yeah, she did we, some She of was young w women leader. Yeah, so we did camp together, yeah. and and of course, then you would come up as the priesthood leader. Yeah, and so would have, you know, testimony night. Do you ever bury your testimony around the campfire? Every year. Did you? Mm -hmm. Did you believe it was true? I did. Yeah. I remember believing it was true. Yeah. And I remember, you know, having that feeling and tearing up. But I will tell you. I remember the last camp as a Laurel, and I remember um, as a teenager, 
getting more into sinning mm -hmm. and I remember not feeling the spirit as uh, much and you blamed yourself for that I'm absolutely sure. yeah. the guilt and yeah. you know so because I felt so guilty as you know yeah. and I didn't do anything horrible I was such yeah. a good teenager yeah. you know I didn't do the things that a lot of teenagers right. my age did no, you're very good. but just the the little things yeah you but know you just but didn't I feel as worthy but I didn't feel as worthy yeah. and therefore I didn't yeah. you know feel the spirit as much did you take seminary Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we were required to take seminary. And uh, Any questions ever come up there that nope. never bothered you? For nope. And, um, yep, so every year I took seminary, seminary graduate. Yeah. In fact, Todd was in, our old, my older brother, yeah. Todd, was in the seminary, on the seminary council. Yeah. And I was actually kind of disappointed that I wasn't oh. on the seminary council. And maybe because he was, you weren't. I mean, maybe. sometimes they family yeah, spread maybe but I was disappointed that I didn't get that, that I wasn't acknowledgement yeah. or something <laughs> but straight A's in yeah. seminary and graduated and wow. but but it wasn't a choice it was uh, you know and I shouldn't say requirement but it was an expectation yeah. I remember being expected to well that we take seminary yeah, and we just assume as parents I think raising you kids that we and I sure this is true of all LDS, that you're catching on to the testimony of Joseph Smith mm -hmm. and the Book of Mormon and that you're learning from Sunday school, primary, seminary teachers, all the things you're supposed to do. Your young women leaders are mm -hmm. picked really because of their example. Mm -hmm. and did you feel like you learned good values and church things from these people? Absolutely, but I will say that when you say Joseph Smith, I feel like that's all we were taught wasn't much about Jesus? Not at all. Really? It was all about Joseph Smith and the prophets and the even in primary all the songs uh -huh, and all the songs were about the prophets and that's what you remember. That's, oh, that's what I remember being taught. Yeah. Now every Sunday we partook of the sacrament of course. Mm -hmm. What did you think about things then when you were partaking of the sacrament? Um, I remember feeling like it was um, that it was good, that 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 I was. Did you have a concept of what the absolutely broken bread and yeah, the water yeah. was all about? You yeah, did? definitely. Okay. Yeah, and I felt like, yep, this is good, and this is what we should be doing, and renewing your covenants, mm -hmm. as they say. Renewing covenants, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Well, I know you actually waited for a missionary. Yes, I did. Yes, so I did. He uh, went out. You were in love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and. I, Oh, and uh, really, because I was in high school, I didn't technically have to wait for him because he was a little bit older than me, but yes, no, I did. That's right. So yeah, but I did wait for him. Yeah. yeah. A, you had a goal of being married in the temple, yes. I imagine. Was yes. there any question about that? There was no question, and I remember you guys and, and teachers and, and everything. It was, again, an expectation <laughs> that you marry a return missionary yeah. in the temple. Yeah. And... I mean, that's just the way it was. There was no question yeah. otherwise. And I guess from a doctrinal standpoint, did you understand how important that was, that mm -hmm. you needed to do that to get to the celestial Absolutely. kingdom and all that? Yep. You, you did, yep. okay. Yep, the three degrees in the <laughs> celestial kingdom, and yep. you had to be first baptized and then married in the temple, in the temple. to make it to the top. And yeah. 
So that's just the way that it had to be. So your missionary comes home and so he get comes home. In the temple and we get married in the temple. Now how was that? Uh, that was the first time you'd been in probably for baptisms for the we, dead before. Yes. But you, so I'd done so baptisms for the dead. Mm -hmm. You did your own. So I did. So. Yes, and I thought it was so bizarre. And the washing and anointing. We never talked about this, did we? No, we didn't. Did you? No, just, we've never talked about it. Actually, I mean, you, you didn't want to. Uh, uh, disappoint us or I mean did, uh, well, what did you I it was so uncomfortable but because it was I mean it's the just way what you do. it's what you do and there's your mom and dad sitting there and they've been through it uh -huh. so gosh it must be true huh? exactly yeah. and so I just remember thinking okay this is what what it is but weird. I was so uncomfortable what was weird the washing and anointing was really uncomfortable. Yeah. The elderly lady in there touching me, and I was yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is really weird. But it, again, it was that's what you do. So yeah. okay, I guess this is this is it. Yeah. And so, and then, um, and then all the handshakes and the changing of the clothes, and I remember just feeling. Even not only the first time, but every time I did it, I remember feeling uncomfortable and I'll make sure I get it right and oh, yeah. you know yeah. that whole thing and, and remembering the name and remembering yeah. remembering everything I needed to do and <laughs> and I didn't love going. No, no, I never loved going. Yeah. I felt like if I ever went, it was because I I needed to. Yeah, or I had to. We end up getting divorced from this young return missionary. Yes. That's a whole other story. But yes, ended up getting divorced. But the one thing that I think comes of that, and I think we need to share it this way, is just that you felt, um, don't, not to put words in your mouth, but I, I, you felt a lot of guilt from that. A tremendous amount and of guilt. And disappointing mom and dad and mm -hmm. not doing what you're supposed to. So tell mm -hmm. us, just what were your thoughts well, there? Well, a few thoughts. First of all, I felt like... You know, here, here I was always taught and told, you do what you're supposed to do. You, you marry in the temple, or you marry your return missionary in the temple, yeah. and you live happily ever after. Yeah, you'll be blessed. And, uh -huh. yeah. and so when that didn't happen, it was like, well, wait a minute. No one ever told me this, told could, me happen. this could happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, we didn't have children. You blamed yourself, did totally, you? Totally, absolutely. You blamed myself, yeah. you know. And I think, too, because I didn't want to, quote-unquote, get in trouble. Sure. So as soon as he got home from his mission, we ended up getting married. And I was really, I was 18. Yeah. But because we didn't want to get in trouble physically, we ended up just hurrying and getting married. Yeah. So to get married at such a young age, I... And it was really because you were trying to stay moral. be good and stay moral and yeah. not... Uh, and I felt like I was ready, and I think I was mature for my age. And I were, think you guys yeah. felt like I was ready. Yeah. Um, but there was a pressure to... To stay... To proceed quickly. Yes, and, and to, get, to stay yeah. moral. And yeah. anyway, so we end up not having children. I'm divorced. I feel guilt that my temple marriage ended and yeah. feel guilt that I had, you know, essentially broken his heart. But yeah. I just, you know, life happened things had changed we were married for six years and it just didn't yeah it just you know it didn't happen but in the process then I'm I'm now 20 something and I have absolutely no place in the church 
I have my eternal marriage is over. I have no children. So relief society. Relief society isn't the best fit. You didn't isn't think. a fit. Yeah. I had no place, huh. and you know became inactive, and there was just no no place for me. Yeah. And again, it was all about the church, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Not at all. With God, it was just your, and, and then you're feeling guilty about this church that you do have the relationships right. for. Relationship right. for so. And yet the church was my, was our entire life. Yeah. That's what. So what did you think? You were going to outer darkness Exactly, or exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so I felt like, hey, well, I've got to, you know, figure this out somehow. I've got to get back into, yeah. you know. So did you, did, I guess you reached a point eventually where you kind of, well, part of, our, part of your story is our coming out a few years exactly. ago, right? So tell us uh, if, if that. So absolutely. Share, so, so again, really just feeling like there wasn't, you know, a place for me at all, but yet because of your example and, and mom's example and okay, well, this is, you know what I need to do and where I need to be and that that again the guilt and the burden of not measuring up yes yeah. of not measuring up and, and then disappointing, and kind of disappointing you and then just yeah. kind of going down the wrong path in life yeah and not making the the best choices when you're single and yeah. you know you feel lost sometimes you don't make the best choices sure. and you know but at the same point you feel like or I felt like okay I've got to get back and get go to church and yeah. gosh I didn't want to really? you know it, I just had this it didn't ugh, feel comfortable no, or didn't provide I, it wasn't I, providing anything it wasn't and I had absolutely no desire to go sit in sacrament meeting and gospel doctrine and Mother's Day programs exactly and, I just had no desire to do that yeah. and then that wonderful day when you and I <laughs> had a discussion and we were driving in the car together, and you just said, Jen, I've got to tell you something. And I said, what, okay. Dad? <laughs> and uh, you said, well, and I was so shocked. Yeah. I had no, it just came out of the blue. Yeah. And you said, I've been having some doubts about the church. And I just remember and I don't know that we've really ever no, discussed I don't think this. We have. <laughs> but I just remember literally feeling a weight lifted off my shoulders. Really? Oh, Dad. It was like and I remember you were driving and I was in the passenger seat and I just remember just really what? Tell me. <laughs> like just so <laughs> excited, this weight just and then like, what? Tell me, tell me, what are you thinking? And then you kind of explaining a few things. And I just yeah. remember f this feeling of excitement and, hmm. you know, what have you found out? And of course, because of you and, I mean, you were the, you're a rock. <laughs> I mean, I remember bragging to my friends, my dad's never sworn. I've never, you know, heard him say a swear word. He's never tasted alcohol. He's never tasted coffee. I mean, you were the, the rock. Yeah. And so for you to say that, it was, I mean, really anything you ever said was, <laughs> it, it just, it is. Well, that's my little girl yeah. speaking, I guess. <laughs> but I really wish others had felt that same thing, that I'd build up enough credibility to well, have them say. But you absolutely 
did yeah. with me and, and obviously still do, yeah. that anything you but say you, is... The, but the guilt just seemed to... Absolutely. Because why? I wasn't judging you now? or No. See, that's the way I perceive it. I now have a freedom to not judge. I have no pride yeah. at all in my accomplishments or anyone else's accomplishments because it's all God. But, yeah, so, but, it, but it, it wasn't it, that for you? Well, it partially, but yeah. yeah, the guilt just because it was the church now no longer was controlling, oh, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, and so for you to not go to church was kind of a... It, that was the way, it was that, again, that guilt and that burden of I've got to get back, I've got to go, yeah. now didn't matter anymore. Wow. Yeah, now it was, okay, this thought in the back of my mind every day yeah. now doesn't matter. Yeah. But you had an experience, so you want to share that a little bit? I do. Before, I oh, just uh, just one little interesting thing that I did want to mention that's kind of off the subject, but one thing I wanted to make mention okay. is just how interesting, um, and, um, you know, the church came out years ago and they didn't want us to use the word proud yeah. or prideful. Right. What's interesting, though, is, is growing up how, what proud Mormons we were. Yeah. And I remember if we ever, or if I ever saw someone with a cross, and I remember looking down on them or thinking, oh, they're not Mormon. You were a proud Mormon, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> they're not Mormon, they're not as good as we are. Yeah. Or if we saw someone drinking or smoking ordering coffee or, or smoking yeah. or or anything like that. So That's anyway, that was just a side, no, I th a side note. Because we do that. We do. Just we how proud down. we were. We're so judgmental. So judgmental. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, so just in, I, I think sometimes, and it's unfortunate that we, that people do have to be broken, yeah. if you will. To really be humbled. To really be something. humbled. Yeah. And I think because of, you know, my experiences and and with divorce and just kind of yeah. not really having my my way in life, I was broken. And I remember you and mom, you know, coming over one evening and talking to me and I remember feeling really down and broken and lost. Yeah. yeah. And I remember after you left and 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 having what I would consider my my born again experience and just that um you know it was early early in the morning not really a dream but just feeling um i just remember visualizing in my mind standing at the bottom of a mountain and seeing uh the savior at the top and i remember feeling like the mountain was um, was the church, the LDS church. Mm. And I remembered climbing this mountain trying to get to God. And I couldn't, and I kept slipping. <laughs> and, I, and I remember finally um, reaching the top yeah. and reaching God, yeah. reaching Jesus. And I remember um, hugging him and saying, oh, I've missed you. Wow. I've missed you. And it I feel like that was kind of a born again moment for me. Yeah. And he, and 
that relationship with him and that feeling. And I remember driving my car the next day thinking, who would have thought? And it was a completely different Jesus. It wasn't my brother. Yeah. It wasn't, it, it was God. And was it, has the, had the mountain gone at that yes, point? Yes, and the mountain was gone. I remember you yeah, saying that. Yeah, yeah, the mountain was gone. So it was just, instead of trying to climb this mountain, I think it's such a wonderful illustration. Instead of trying to prove yourself and work up the yeah, mountain to get to and God. and try to climb this it's, mountain. It's about a personal relationship yes, with Him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I, it was really interesting. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't a, it was just kind of a... But it was a clear message. Just, it was you. a clear message. Yeah, yeah, just kind of a thought in my yeah. in my mind. So you end up going to a Christian church for a first time, I guess, somewhere along the way. How was that? Yes. Well, <laughs> first of all, you guys had invited me after that experience I had to go to um, Sean McCraney's Bible, Bible study. study. Okay. What did you think of that? I loved it. Yeah. And then watching his um, Heart of the Matter yeah. was awesome too. But I loved the Bible study, you know, and verse him going verse. verse by verse. That was unusual, isn't it? It was. Yeah. And, you know, really understanding um, the scriptures, that was really cool. And that's where I met my current husband. A good Christian. Good man. Christian <laughs> man, Danny. Um, yeah. And, um, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then the first... Um, Christian church I went to, what a difference. <laughs> From what you'd experienced what, as a Mormon. <laughs> yes, what a complete difference. Yeah. Just the um, um, just the atmosphere. Yeah. And um, I remember being very touched in, there was a, and it really hit me hard, there was a young boy. He was probably... Um, maybe 10 or 12 years old. Yeah. And there was a, a band yeah. playing music and... Which is unusual. Which is very unusual. <laughs> yeah. Um, not as reverent as... <laughs> right. The, um, but they were playing... Um, they'd played a couple of fun songs and then they were playing a, you know, a softer song and this young boy was standing there with his, his arm out... Praising. Praising God. God and his arm out to the, the cross that was in front of the the church with his eyes closed and just rocking back and forth. And I, it hit me so hard that this young person was genuinely praising <laughs> God and I just welled up and I couldn't keep my eyes off of him. Wow. And it was just so neat to see that. He was just, he wasn't there because he had he to He wasn't be. there because was mom and dad Made him. made him be there yeah. or because he had to pass the sacrament that day or or anything it was just it was oh. anyway I couldn't keep my eyes off of him but I had to because I kept <laughs> he kept making me cry <laughs> but it was such a neat thing to see yeah isn't it, it the whole worship concept is just so different it's, it's about so Jesus different. the words of the music and all mm -hmm. it's just praising God mm -hmm. and um, it's just so different it is. There's no praising men at all. Yep, it's yeah. all. It's just praising God. So is the Bible, I don't know what you really experienced with the Bible before, seminary I suppose. Yeah, seminary we read the Bible, but that was, you know, yeah. that was really it. But in church we never, I mean occasionally would refer to a scripture in the Bible, but yeah. it was always about, there there. you know, yeah. the Book of Mormon. Yeah. 
So. And now you you've read a few scriptures, I'm sure. That yes, are absolutely. A little differently than you used yeah. you're used to reading them. Yep. Prayers any different now? Yeah. Do you feel definitely. like you're praying to a different God? Absolutely. Yeah. What? Yeah, definitely. One interesting thing, I was having a conversation with um, someone the other day, which is interesting because I'm not one to, you know, if someone asks, I like to share, yeah. but I'm not one to debate or to really get into discussions. Yeah. But okay. it, so it's funny that right before this interview, I happened to be, it was like two days ago, okay. happened to be d discussing things about the church with um, an LDS person. And it was actually a client of mine, yeah. and I really don't discuss things with clients, but yeah, yeah. We, he happened to start asking me questions. And he said, so tell me about your, your, you're not active anymore, right? And I said, I'm not. He said, well, tell me why. Like, what's your, what happened? Yeah. And I started to go through a couple of things with him. I said, well, I don't, you know, really, you know, like to get into to too many details. He says, well, tell me what, you know, what you found. Is it doctrinal? Is it just your lifestyle yeah and I said well no it's it's doctrinal things that you know really got me thinking and yeah. we talked about and of course he had an answer for everything <laughs> but yeah. we talked about polygamy and Joseph Smith and we talked about um, the book of Abraham and the papyri yeah and then I mentioned um, had he heard of that any of that um, he did oh, okay he did and then I mentioned the kinderhook plates <laughs> and I mentioned um, even just the fact that the the plates themselves, the weight of the plates, and him the gold plate, yeah. um, running <laughs> through the you know forest. the forest with these heavy plates, and yeah. and I mentioned um, um, the stone in the in the hat, in the, hat. the way he translated uh -huh, the, the way he translated the Book of Mormon, and then the witnesses how they said, well, we didn't actually see the plates we saw them through faith yeah through our spiritual eyes yes and yeah. anyway so I mentioned all these things and he said um, oh so you're really um, anti-Mormon <laughs> and I said no and and I said these are facts <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> yeah and but I was so caught off guard that he said that anti. and I said no I'm not anti you're an anti-Mormon yeah I know and I said no I'm not I don't feel like I'm anti anything. My two brothers are still yeah. active, and yeah. but I thought that was such an interesting comment that he immediately went there. Went there. Yeah. I said, "No, those are just." Well, guess what, sweetie? Our time's seriously? up. Seriously, yeah, it's all over. And I was so worried that I wouldn't have enough to say, and I could keep going. <laughs> You've done very, very well. Thank I you. I appreciate you. And yeah, it's a joyous journey, isn't it? There's, it is. There's no judging now. There's no pride. Yeah. Yeah. And the burdens off your shoulders. Yeah. Don't you feel good about that? Yeah. In relationship with God, and you pray to this Almighty God who's over everything. Yeah. Thanks, Jenny. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Love you too. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. Good night. This has been the audio edition of the Ex Mormon Files. The Ex Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Music